On this episode of Rogue Creators, we're talking about what, Lauren? September in the know. It's September. Get ready. Let's do this. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome back to Rogue Creators, presented by Go Rogue X. My name is Brian Fitton. And I'm Lauren Lewis. And this is the podcast dedicated to marketers and creators who are wanting to serve first and stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe every single week, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to get all of the tools and resources you need to be the go-to name in your industry. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rogue Creators. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here with my awesome co-host, Lauren Lewis. Hey. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. That's awesome. We are back with another In the Know episode for the month of... September. Yeah. What you guys don't know is we record these like six months in advance. We don't actually. It's actually (laughs) September. So we're recording this In the Know right now. And we have a lot to talk about. We're actually doing a special episode today because we are kind of, you know, breaking open the toolbox... Right. We're discussing tools that we frequently use, and we think that you might be wanting to check those out. Absolutely. And we're going to get into it in just a minute. But before we do, we'd like to start off with something fun. What is that, Lauren? We like to start every episode off with, what are you obsessed with this week? So, Brian, what are you obsessed with? It's September. Wow. And I'm bringing back an oldie, but a goodie. An oldie in two different ways. So, uh, Jacob's ready for this one. Uh, I'm obsessed with Earth, Wind & Fire. Because of September, I actually bought tickets to go see them in Tulsa. I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah, I know. And it's almost the 21st night of September. It's the 17th How night. How old are they? They are so old. <laughs> Is it still all the original members? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, there's Verdeen White and Philip Bailey. And then there's one other guy. I can, I can never remember his name. But those are the original members True fan. <laughs> uh, that are still alive. And then there's like 30 other people in that band. So... I mean, it's a big thing. It's, you know, horns and everybody plays drums at some point, keyboards and all the things. But I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Verdine White's going to crush it. 80 years old bass player just up there. He still grooves, man. He still grooves. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very obsessed with that. And I know there's got to be another Earth, Wind & Fire fan out there. I'm sure there is. Okay. What are you obsessed with? It better be, bring the heat, Lauren. I... So going to bring it. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, mine's not as exciting, but uh, I am reading a book series that I just discovered called The Wheel of Time. And it's like, was written in the 70s. Uh, Around the time of Earth, Wind and Fire. Yes, exactly. So or on beam. <laughs> Perfect. Full circle. Um, it is so good. I am absolutely loving it. Um, and Amazon is doing a TV series on this particular series that comes out in November. And so I was really excited to get, well, I wanted to read the books first so that I could actually see probably... How bad? Yeah, they did, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm actually really excited to see the series come out. Um, it's quite a tall task now that I'm reading the book. I'm like, this can be very interesting how they pull this off. So, so as we side note, I started reading Dune because no of the, way. yeah, no, and it's <laughs> you're intense. never gonna make it. I'm not, <laughs> but I'm trying. At least I have a context because I have no context, but I just know the movie is going to be amazing. Oh, and I'm really phenomenal. Exci- I'm so excited about the movie. So, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta understand. I didn't this. even attempt that one. Yeah, you know me. And I'm like 600 pages into this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like 30 into this one. Okay, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'll let you know. 
on next year's September <laughs> in the Know. <laughs> um, all right. So today we are, we're breaking open the toolbox. Yes. We're going to see, Jacob's loving all my plosives right now. Right, it, right into the microphone. Sorry, buddy. Um, that is one of those things as a podcaster, right? We're talking about tools. Right. If you guys don't know what plosives are, it's that thing that I'm doing right now, right? Plosive into the microphone. Anyway, don't do that. And so we have a lot of things that we are going to talk about as podcasters and what we do to help create our show, to make it easier and all the tools that we are using and that you should be using if you are creating content. Absolutely. Right? So Lauren, take us into the first one. Let's do this. So the first one is Riverside.fm. Yes. And so actually, I'm going to give it back to you because it's something you're really passionate about. <laughs> I realized about. that. I was like, hey, just throw it on back here. Yes. Um, so tell I, us about Riverside. Absolutely. Riverside is one of those. We actually did a, uh, an episode recently on the differences between Zencaster and Riverside. Both of those are remote recording softwares that you can use in order to record a podcast, a video, even just of yourself. Um, they have live capabilities as well. We settled on Riverside. Spoiler, spoiler alert if you didn't. Haven't listened to that episode. I'm so um, spoiled. I know. I'm so sorry. We should have put that at the beginning of the episode. Um, but Riverside is a fantastic um, software that really has done a lot of things. So you can record 4K. You can actually get separate audio and video tracks of your guests. So no matter what, even if internet completely went down, it is still recording on the back end uh, of you and your guests and of the interview. And so it's it's one of those things a lot of people use Zoom but you get all that digital noise. And even if you have it split into separate tracks, you still get all of that just just stuff that happens normally in an episode. And so with Riverside, you have a clean recording track. And so that's one we have settled on and we recommend for all, all of our clients. Anybody that asked me, I said, hey, go with Riverside because we are big on video podcasting and you should definitely be using a software like Riverside.fm. That was a great synopsis. Thank you. We need to get like an affiliate code because we refer a lot. We do. <laughs> I like to refer to it. This is my title for it is Fancy Zoom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really the, you, the you dumb person's way of yeah. saying that. It pretty much negates everything I said. People are like, oh, finally I get yeah, it. I understand Zoom. now. It's Fancy Zoom. Okay, okay. Uh, but it has been really helpful and I've really enjoyed the interface. Also, the different ways that you can uh, do like the producer mode, you can be the audience mode. Like mm -hmm. there's just some really cool features in there. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. So as a producer, we can actually jump in to our client's podcast that they're recording with a guest and it won't ever record our video or our audio, anything like that as a producer role. And, you know, you have a host, as you said, a guest spot. So you can have, I think it's like up to eight guests mm -hmm. in there that you can record, eight to 10, something like that. And then on top of that, as an audience member, you can then just jump into the show and watch it as a live recording. So it's not actually doing like a Facebook Live or anything like that. You can have your own kind of behind the scenes production. Join us today as we talk with this guest and you can jump into the chat. You can do a lot of things. So it they have really thought this thing out to use it more than just fancy Zoom. Yes. But <laughs> you can still use it as fancy Zoom. Uh, yeah, there's just so many, so many different things that you can do with it. And I think it's a fantastic tool. So yeah, so totally check it out. We'll definitely have links in our show notes for this episode. So our second one, which yeah. is actually going to be Brian again, All right, man. is salesreach.io. <laughs> salesreach. Yeah. Salesreach is another software. Uh, shout out to Josh Feedy out there. He's actually, uh, a, a become a friend of mine on the internet through LinkedIn, <laughs> different things. We've never met in real life. He's my internet friend. Um, he was actually on the show, um, a while back. And so he's a phenomenal just founder and, and a sales guy in general, but he developed a software 
uh, that actually helps you connect with your customers after the fact. So whenever we're sending out proposals or bids, it has uh, basically a, a video um, embed that you can do, as well as different content examples. You can kind of build out your own little landing page um, that helps track you know all kinds of things to help you in your sales process. And so um, that's one of the tools that we use because as a content company, as somebody who's doing videos or graphics or whatever, you can actually put in their examples um, to be able to show your client rather than saying, hey, here's an email with some video links. Hey, here's an email with the PDF. Hey, here's a link to the proposal and a link to the contract. Like it's just all in one. Everything's in one location. And one of the best features, best features about this is you can record your video, but it, it basically saves a GIF of you in the video. So you can put that into the email so they can actually see it's for them. It's a personalized video for them, which is really, really cool. It is really cool. I've I've really enjoyed since we've started using sales reach, just of being able, the ease of use. Um, but people have always been really impressed on being able to see you, especially if they're, they've just been on a call and it wasn't like an actual Zoom call or a face-to-face. Um, being able to see your face, but then also to be able to see all the examples and the links. Everything's just so easy. Um, if you're interested in more about sales reach, we actually did an episode with Josh Feedy and it yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Um, and he kind of goes into um, just his vision behind it and all the things that people have really creatively been able to use this software for. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just even some of that, that, that episode in general, just the content that came out of that, he recommended as well. If you're following up with potential clients of not just like, Hey, I'm checking in. Hey, I'm checking in. Like he actually says, Hey, provide value. And so just how he goes through his sales process of bringing value to his clients or potential customers is just great. It's a phenomenal episode. So it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. You should, you should listen to it. Yeah. All right. So number three is Transistor. Woo! So Lauren, tell us about Transistor. Transistor is an awesome hosting platform that we choose. And so um, we get a lot of questions on where do you host your, your podcast? And we've landed on Transistor. I'm going to swing it back to you again. Man. <laughs> Um, but particularly because you break this down really well of why would you choose Transistor over some of the other popular platforms? Uh, so for us, it has been really the amount of podcasts that you can do. So they have some unlimited upload times, um, that other podcasting platforms limit you to only three hours or only a certain amount of downloads or something like that. Now they do have some limits to it, but it's, it's pretty drastic. Right. And so uh, we've appreciated transistor because there's a lot that you can do with it. Um, I have tried Lipson, Buzzsprout, um, good grief. Anchor. Anchor. There's been a few other hosting platforms that I've used throughout my podcasting career. And that's the transistor has been the one that we've landed on. Those analytics are pretty good. So you can actually probably talk about the analytics. But um, if you are trying to create multiple podcasts rather than just like, hey, I have one ep- one show, like if you want to create multiple shows, transistor is the one to go with, I think. Yeah, I think from the analytics side and being in some other platforms, um, I definitely believe transistor probably has some of the best analytics um, that they have for podcasts. And we've talked about the, this a lot podcasting still has a really, really long way to go on analytics. And they're just poor because it's difficult to track, you know, streaming and download numbers accurately. And so um, a lot of the platforms, they just have limited analytics because that's just how the state of the industry is right now. And I hope in the future to have way better analytics and playtime and all that stuff. But that's they're also dependent on other companies that they don't own. So, um, but you can definitely see regions. You can see the most popular episodes, like 30, 90 day downloads numbers. And those can be really, really helpful to kind of understand your audience and what they're actually listening to. 
Yeah, it was actually, we were on a call yesterday with one of our clients and we found out 10% of his audience listens to his podcast through their, I like, uh, watches. That's crazy. So it's watch OS was kind of a, a, a factor of, so in, in general, it's like, oh, how are people listening to this? Uh-huh. Like, what are they doing that they're actually playing it through their watch? Like 10% of, of his downloads, it was, it was kind of crazy, but it's really interesting to see that. And again, you can, you can move your content to make sure that the most like 60% of your audience, if they're on Apple podcasts, make sure that the show notes, make sure the links, make sure everything fits into that player and be thinking about that for the user experience of somebody who's listening to your podcast. So it's just good to know all of that detail. Um, but I agree with you. I hope, I hope down the road we can see more of like, Hey, people listen to 25 minutes of the episode and dropped off at this point. This is the biggest drop off. Kind of like with YouTube. They have a lot of those analytics, but we don't have that with podcasting right now. So we will. We will. Soon. For sure. Yes. All right. Next point, Lauren. Okay. This one's mine. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sendable. Uh, So Sendable is a social media management platform, and it is what we use to schedule out all of our content. It is also used to provide analytic reports for our clients. Um, So we... I really looked at a lot of different platforms because there are so many scheduling platforms out there. And what I was really needing is when we have, I think right now we're connected to 40 channels um, that we're scheduling through. And so what I needed to be able to do is to edit inside those posts that were going to multiple platforms very easily. And unfortunately, what a lot of platforms are is that if you're posting to four different platforms, you have to do schedule four different posts because it's they can't cross or they all go to the four ones, but it's going to be an identical post. And for instance, when we're scheduling to Instagram and Facebook, you're not going to put a link in an Instagram caption. And so what Sendable does that I absolutely love is that I can load a piece of content into the platform and be able to edit based on the platform. Um, and But it's all in one post and then be able to schedule that out. And we've seen great success with Sendable, like any platform based on what the social platforms are doing with their updates. It can you're always going to have issues and that's going to be across the board for any platform. But I've definitely loved Sendable's ease of use. Um, And then they're continuing to provide updates. They just recently did an update where we can finally choose uh, the video frame that it will pause on, which was really something that we really needed um, because it makes a huge difference um, that we don't have like a black square in your feed or or just a really unflattering picture of someone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this has been um, a really great platform. Um, We're always trying to evaluate the strength of our tools just because other compete and that's great. Um, but this has been the one that we've continued to choose um, based on kind of the powerhouse of a platform that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I think we have gone through the testing. I say we, you have gone through testing mm-hmm. multiple, multiple software to be able to actually see what works best. And we keep, we keep coming back to this of like, yeah. Hey, is this the best platform mm-hmm. for us? And uh, just with all the new stuff that they're coming out and they seem to be pretty responsive about yeah. things. They want feedback. And so working with a company like that, Unlike other companies we've worked with where they are too ginormous to actually respond to you, which is kind of sad. Yes. Um, so but going in through, I mean, there's a few that we've used like even later. That's a good one for Instagram, but it doesn't go cross-platform very easily. And so, yeah, we recommend that. That's a that's a good one. And it, it's not very popular. Hootsuite can, tends to be like the big one that people go with right. or buffer or something like that. but. Yeah, this has been, it's, it kind of came out of the woodwork for us. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why it's probably is, it is probably more on an agency level. You would not use it if you were just like, we just have three platforms we're going to schedule. Use Hootsuite. Hootsuite's going to do just fine for you. Uh, Sendable is, we're, you know, paying up in the $100 range a month for these because it's it's a more of a powerhouse for 
what you're needing. Um, but they are providing a lot of analytics, which is really cool. And then the other thing that was a big, it's now not as big of an issue, but when we first got it was that most social platforms for Instagram um, required some kind of, uh, what was it, like a banner notice to post. Oh, um, yeah, notification. Yeah, yeah, and that was just ridiculous. I, I was like, we didn't want our clients to be bothered by that or ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted just direct posting. And so that was something Sendable also was able to do long before its competitors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. All right, number five. This one's yours too, Lauren. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Descript. Tell us about Descript. This actually came from a referral from Blake Perrier. Oh, yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Blake Perrier. Uh, works at uh, drip.com right now, but a good friend of ours. And he said, hey, man, you guys need to check out Descript as a as a podcast editor. Mm-hmm. So. so Descript is actually, it is a podcast editor and it's a um, it will transcribe your episode and then you can actually do live editing with inside the transcript. So you can locate like an um and you could delete it and it deletes it in the audio, which is really, really cool. Now, for us, particularly what the level of uh, audio editing that we do here, um, this tool is not what we use that for. Um, However, what's really helpful about Descript is the instant transcript that we get, and it identifies speakers and timestamps for us really fast. And so for our writers, this has been so helpful to be able to quickly locate information, grab quotes, grab timestamps. Um, as well as just understand the full body of a podcast. Because when you're writing, you know, doing copywriting for five different blogs, I mean, efficiency is going to be crucial. It's crucial. crucial. (laughs) And crucial. So many different things it's going to be. Yes. And so we have, we've really loved this tool, um, as well as being able to, if you want just a direct transcript, I mean, we instantly have that file or if we're wanting to download an SRT file and for captioning work, we can do that as well, which has been really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think for us as a video podcast mm-hmm. editor, it doesn't necessarily work in that sense. But, right. But like you said, for audio, it's perfect, especially being able to cut out ums and different things mm-hmm. and it syncs everything together. I mean, it's, it is a fantastic tool. If you're a solo podcaster and you're trying to go through and clean everything up. Oh, it's great. Um, it's great. So Yeah. I think also if you're trying to locate, you know, particular things really fast of errors that you might have like, I really stumbled over something in this particular time. I don't remember. Um, Descript's a great tool for that because you can actually look through the words. It's not going to be super accurate. It's not like 99% accurate, but um, you can still find that really quickly rather than trying to listen to the audio. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, those are our five tips and uh, we hope you guys enjoyed them. We have well, a wait, bonus. There's a bonus. <laughs> Man, I was setting it up. I thought I you was, just forgot. No, no, no. I was like, Billy Mays here with another fantastic product. And there's more. <laughs> but wait, we I have just, one more for I just you. Ruined everything. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I love Billy Mace. Anyway, all right. So uh, yeah, tell us what's the bonus one, Lauren? So this was a pretty well-known tool, but we think if you're not using it, you're crazy. You're Grammarly. Crazy. <laughs> Grammarly is the best. Um, it is a tool that locates, uh, it does actually a lot of things, but particularly it is just copying or checking your grammar within your copy of any kind. And it can be a plugin. So it can go through your email. It can go through anything that you're writing. Um, it will sense also tone. So it'll tell you the whole tone of your document, which is really nice. Um, I've had a few emails that had like an angry face and I was like, that's not what I was trying to say. Very aggressive. <laughs> Brian, get this done now. <laughs> Grammarly's like, no, no, Brian's sensitive. Don't oh do that. <laughs> so she changed it to Brian, please get this done now. <laughs> exactly. Kind of sarcastic, but that's okay. That's better than aggressive. 
So we absolutely love it. It will also give some good suggestions for um, different ways you can say things. You can actually upload a full document into Grammarly. It will check and give you a score. Um, it will um, reference other documents so that you'll know, I'll give you a rating if, uh, for instance, you've uh, quoted another article a lot so you know that you're not plagiarizing. All yeah, those things yeah. um, as a former English teacher, love this tool. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really fantastic. It saves me a lot of time as well as it's caught a lot of errors, particularly within emails that could have been embarrassing. And I'm so glad that I have that. Yeah. I should probably use that. Yes. <laughs> we even oh, paid for man. it. So you can have it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Well, hey, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. Obviously, this is a little bit different. Uh, we're usually on trend or what's happening right, right now right. in this space. And we will talk about those things, especially if you guys follow us on our social media yeah, platforms. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, until then, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Jacob, are you ready for rapid yes. rapid? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, question number one. Halloween versus Thanksgiving. Defend your answer. All right, Brian, you first. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, I'm going to say Halloween, now that I have kids, it is so much fun. Especially three. We get to dress them up in three. So they, they were Buzz, Woody, and... and uh, Jesse. Jesse, thank you. Um, and then also like the three PJ Masks yes. you know, kids. So it's like, it's fun. Like that's been, it's been a lot of fun. So what if they wanted to be an individual? No, they are threes. <laughs> okay. They're only allowed to be threes. Oh, they were, they were Cinderella and Gus Gus and they the were also mouse. what Hans, Leia, oh, yeah. and Luke. Oh, <laughs> wow. All of the Star Wars nerds are really upset right now. There's like, a lot of characters to choose from. Those are like the main, <laughs> main ones. Your kids could have been Chewbacca. Nah, that's fair. I think one of them wanted to. Anyway, yeah, this is taking a really long time. Okay. <laughs> Dang. All right, Lauren. Go. <laughs> These holidays are not my favorite. I'll be honest. What? I know. I'm a terrible person. Um, You're St. Patrick's party. I'm like, that's my favorite holiday. I'm glad that's your impression of me. <laughs> <laughs> Just alcoholic Warren. <laughs> um, <all right. laughs> wow, this so episode's bad. darker than Halloween. <laughs> so probably Thanksgiving. Um, I do really enjoy Halloween with my kids. Um, but probably Thanksgiving, um, we usually go to my parents and they've had like a traditional Thanksgiving breakfast that we invite people from like our community. And then we have like our actual Thanksgiving oh, dinner, which is really cool. cool. So I have people that I hope I see only once a year on Thanksgiving, which is kind of cool to see. And we've all like, we started as singles and now then we got married and then we had kids. And so it's gotten way bigger. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Next question. Question number two. Lauren and I were talking earlier. We cannot wait to hear Brian's answer to this. Oh gosh. What is something that makes you feel cool? Go, Lauren. <laughs> okay, so something that I guess is like, I don't know, and makes me kind of feel cool. I can drive stick shift. And I'm, <laughs> okay. I That's really cool. I can't. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah. Because Brian is the worst today. <laughs> I'm so you proud of people. you, Lauren. Hey, you can parallel park too. She can. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're so demeaning.
I was not do you trying want to mock me was, some more? Oh, you can do really, a stick in parallel park. I mean, it was real. I was really you had you had not parent like <laughs> that is not what I was saying. Okay, anyway, what makes you feel cool, bro? <laughs> not this, not this right now at all. Oh, well, see, when I think about it, it's automatically like <laughs> she's so mad at me. I'm so sorry, Lord. Oh my goodness. Okay. So when I think about it, it's it's usually like apparel, right? And so I know, I know this is okay. But when I got my ears pierced, I felt at least at that point, I was like, you know what? I you look cool. really cool. Thanks. Thanks, Lord. And you look cool driving a stick shift too. You can never say that again. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening on the audio, the, the look that I'm getting right now, you should definitely go check it out on video. <laughs> feel my pain right now. I'm so sorry, Lauren. Mm. <laughs> and we're out! <laughs> Listen, uh, Tanguality Base here. The Eagle has landed.